It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin Rudolph. You're listening to buzzworthyradio.net. Check out my single, Let It Rock, and check out my album, In the City and Stores Now. All right, welcome to another new edition of BWR, you guys. We are your hosts, Matthew Preston and Navelle J. Lee, coming at you live right now. It is 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Pacific, on Blog Talk Radio Network. We are going to be joined by Todd Farmer from My Bloody Valentine 3D. But first, let's bring on somebody who knows more about this movie than I do, since he was a part of it, Matthew Preston. Hello, welcome again. You know, even though I, um, it's a new show, it's still cold out. <laughs> it, it is really cold. I just got done running my errands, man. That's why I'm a little late. Had to get my new glasses. I got my new glasses on now, so I'm rocking and rolling with the new frames. But um, I believe our guest is on the line right now, so without further ado, let's bring them on, shall we? Todd, are you with I'll, us? I am. Hey, hey Todd, welcome to the show. Man? Hey, guys. Well, as you guys know, Todd Farmer is not only the writer, but he's also the star of My Bloody Valentine 3D. And I have to say, I just saw it last night. Even though I knew what was going to happen, I was still jumping out of the seat. Yeah, I, was, uh, I saw it for the first time in 3D last, uh, uh, last week. <laughs> I forget when. My brain is mush right now. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was blown away. It's the first time I've seen the whole movie in 3D. I've seen, I've seen a couple of reels, but... Wow, it looks beautiful. It was insane. It was, it was just so much fun, and I seriously think that, you know, there are some scenes that are just so well done in 3D that I really, I honestly heard the whole theater cringe. Yeah. It was just <laughs> awesome. You know, I saw, it with a, I saw it with a Hollywood crowd. In Hollywood, you know, much to our uh, demise, we tend to hate movies, but, uh, boy, they loved it. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I think I'm still a little dazed. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, as you guys know, My Bloody Valentine does come out on Friday, so everybody has to go see it. You know, Friday. Who, seriously, I mean, like, it's, it's up against what, a dog movie? No way. Seriously, number one. That's my prediction. We're up against a dog movie, a mall movie, and Notorious. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Biggie, that, that's, uh, that might be a little competition there. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta think. Uh, yeah, Biggie's gonna probably Biggie gives us a run for our money, and uh, I think the, I think you know the kids are gonna love the dog movie. I think there's something for everybody this weekend, so it should be a good weekend. Exactly. You know what? I think My Bloody Valentine. It's definitely it's a kids movie. Take all the kids to go see it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to do that. If you want no, to give them I nightmares, think the kids will have uh, the kids will have nightmares. We don't want to have them up not at all wetting, wetting the bed even. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, I one one guy was 
I read a review, and I've tried to stay away from the re- reviews, but I have not been able to. But one review, a guy said, well, you know, it's, it's just so bloody. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to go see a movie with the word bloody in the title, you know, it's probably going to be mm-hmm. bloody. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. But you called me the star. Dude, I'm way far away from being a star of the movie. No, hey, you know, you totally your your role was pivotal. I'm telling you, I was just I was like, wow. I'm I'm very pleased with my role, but I'm telling you, people are gonna have to see the see the movie six or seven times before they realize I'm I'm even in the scene. <laughs> can you, what can you tell us about your character? Uh, Frank the trucker is a dick. Can we say that on a? Uh, you can say whatever yeah, you can. want. Whatever, whatever you want. I believe uh, I play Frank the Trucker, and uh, Patrick said the other night during uh, something, he said that uh, I play a lovable prick, and that's, that's well, that's what I am. You do. So, so uh, <laughs> but it was, it was fun. And, he, you know, he called me up. We had been uh, going back and forth on the script, and he had been secretly sending me, audi- you know, links to the audition tapes, and we had been talking about that. Normally the writer has nothing to do with that, that portion. And he had said, uh, he had mentioned Frank the Trucker, and he said, this is, uh, he said, you know, the Lionsgate wants to cast a local, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem, it, you know, there was, it's a, it's kind of a demanding thing, you know that. It, you know, it's got, it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of different aspects to it. And uh, that could be tough for a local guy who's never done any of right. those things. And so it would be kind of a crapshoot. And so uh, I was like, you know, I was, I was a little worried about it. He was like, yeah, me too. He's like, would you do it? And I was like, uh, let me ask Melanie. Hold on a second. And I asked her, and she was like, and I told her what part it was, and her immediate response was, rock star. And I was like, <laughs> so I, told, I got back on the phone with Patrick, and I was like, okay, I'm in. So uh, there you have it. But, uh, so you guys, saw it, you guys saw it last night? Well, I saw it last yeah, night. Yeah, your big screening was last night, right? It was. Uh, the cast and crew screening? It was, um, it, it was like... like Open to all of Pittsburgh for the first time, so it was really oh, cool. It was just, it was, how, and the crowd liked it. The crowd absolutely loved it. I mean, first off, you got to tell everybody that the three glasses—they aren't like the normal 1982 Friday the 13th Part Three glasses, you know, with the red and blue. These look pretty, pretty cool and pretty decent. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you could totally do Tom Cruise sliding through the hallway, singing and, and lip syncing the songs. I mean. <laughs> They look, they look all right. Because I thought they at first I thought they would be just the paper glasses, but no, no, no these are real glasses. Yeah. So. Um, what? Yeah. It's gonna be an interesting weekend. <laughs> it definitely is. And something else. I mean, as we all know, My Bloody Valentine 3D is actually a remake of the 1981. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the original. How much did you have to watch the original to write the, for, you know, to write the the, the remake? I saw the original with the. Uh, I saw the original at a drive-in. I don't remember how old I was, but I was old enough that it screwed me up, screwed me up to the point that uh, I stayed away from it. And it was it was sort of in the same way that Jaws screwed me up from going into the water. This screwed me up, but it, it was all about the the dryer scene. And uh, yeah. And so years later, you know, when this came along, I watched the movie again, and I was, and I, I realized how freaked out I was by that scene, and. Uh, so it's 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 been fun because you know going back and watching the movie a second time even though I mean the movie was shot for nothing and I've said this before it's like forty bucks in a box of Canadian smokes and that's what it cost to to make this movie <laughs> and yet we were able to take 
take some really great ideas in the movie and sort of put some money behind it and put the 3D behind it. And we, I think we added some, some really nice twists and turns that uh, the audience won't see coming. So I was proud of how it turned out. This is the first time I've been able to say that. I've worked with other movies before, and they've, I've always been in the, the, the beginning of the process, and they've always changed so tremendously. That, uh, and a lot of times they went in a way that I, I didn't necessarily like. Not that it was bad, it's just not what I wrote. This is the first time that I've really been proud of the finished product. And uh, it feels really good. It feels different this time. Are you you more privy to the horror genre than any other genre that you have worked on? Um, I certainly, you know, it's weird. When I, I got started back in 96, and in 96, horror was, that, that was just the, that was the genre that you started in because, you know, the, the movies were cheap. You weren't up against A-list writers. There wasn't a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. They, were gonna, they weren't going to pay you anything to do it, and they didn't pay me anything to do it. But, uh, you know, that's how you get started. And then Scream came out, and the whole industry changed. And now, you know, back then it was just Dimension and New Line making horror movies and a couple other little places. But now everybody does it. Every single studio yeah. production company has a genre department. So while – and I love horror, and I don't want – I don't ever want to not do horror. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll see movies and I'll see, you know, action movies. I'll see – you know, uh, it, it, different adventure movies, and and, yeah. and you, you sort of want to do that sort of thing. And so Patrick and I are probably going to move into the thriller realm a little bit, maybe one of our next movies, and uh, and see how that goes. But uh, I'm all, horror is always going to be a part of my life, because it's funny, you, I, I started out in it because I thought that's what you do. And I'm actually pretty good <laughs> at it, and I like it, so I'm going to keep doing it. And definitely another another movie, which the first time I ever met you, I actually did mention this to you, that you worked on and starred in again, was Jason X or Jason Goes to Space. What was that like? Yeah. Uh, it was great. It, uh, it, was, it was great in that I learned a tremendous amount while working, working on the movie. And, uh, you know, it was my first movie. And it, it's, it's a weird one because I always wanted it to turn out a little differently than it did. You know, I was always shooting for Aliens. Like you took the movie Aliens, you remove the aliens, and you drop Jason into that. That was sort of what I was looking for. We more ended up with something that felt a little more like Star Trek with Jason, which is not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of guys love it, probably a lot more hate it. But, uh, and and they, can, they can blame me for that if they want to. I have no problem with that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a weird process, the movie business, because it's not just you. And that's what I've learned over the last few years. And, you know, my job, I used to think my job was to come in and write a story, and then everybody would hold hands and sing Kumbaya around a campfire, and we'd all make that movie. Well, that's not how it works. My job is about taking a whole bunch of ideas from a lot of different places, and some of them are mm-hmm. stupid as hell, and taking those ideas and turning them into a cohesive story that's a lot of fun for the audience. And that's not easy, but, uh, <laughs> but that's the challenge, and, and that's the fun. So that's what I do for a living. <laughs> no, it's definitely not easy. And speaking of Jason, again, we have the Friday the 13th remake coming out next month. What does that look like? We are actually going to be having. We're going to actually be having one of the stars from that remake next month. Are we really? I didn't tell you this. I didn't no, tell you didn't. this. I forgot to. I forgot Who to we tell have you. On? Ar- Arlen Escarpeta is going to be on our show on cool. Monday. He, and the funny thing about this is, they sent me the email for this guy. They wanted me to interview this guy, and they're going, "He's probably the only black person who's going to make it towards the end of the movie." That's how they started the email. Oh, He's going to make it toward the end of the movie. That's the way they put it? That's what they said. That is wow. what they said. Well, I'm actually very excited because I know all the writers, 
and uh, I'm good friends with uh, Mark Swift. I'm good friends with Mark Wheaton, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't be more thrilled because you know people. Some people have said, well, you know, you guys are in competition with them. Well, no, not really. We're a month apart, and the fact is, you know, horror horror guys kind of need to stick together, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, horror's taken a bad rap over the last few years, and and I want Jason X, uh, not Jason, I want Friday the Thirteenth to do great because you know I, I'm an alumni. I, I was I'm a I know the secret handshake. So uh, I would never in a million years wish ill on them. I want them to. I want them to make a hundred million, more. I, you know, I I want good. I want good horror movies to be successful, and I want crappy horror movies to fail miserably. Nice. But that's how I want it to go. Very cool. It looks really. It, it seriously looks really good. And I, I can tell you, you know, the laundromat that scene sort of messed you up, Todd. Well, Jason messed me up for like, you know, that that's I still have nightmares about that. It's, it's a character, you know, and that's the way yeah. horror is. It's still it just gets inside you. You know, it absolutely does. And it and you know, and it's it's fun and I love that you know, a lot of people complain that that you know, all these remakes are happening and it's not you know, the business is you know, it's I grew up with I grew up with horror remakes. I grew up with the fog and or not the fog, I grew up with the thing and I grew up with the fly and, and those are fantastic remakes. And back then it was more about you had Cronenberg and, and Carpenter. They they come to those movies with a with a new twist and a new concept of of the original. Well, nowadays, or at least in the last few years, they've just been making doing remakes because it's name recognition, and there has, didn't hasn't felt like there's been any passion involved. And so, certainly with with I mean, you were there. I mean, there was everybody involved just loved it, and it was it was just a it was it was a work of passion. Nobody was phoning this one in. And so uh, I think that's the only way that we combat the uh, the remakes that are they're done just because you know they're they're a recognizable name. I mean, you have to go at it for one or two reasons. It's either to to update a great idea that like Bloody Valentine, they spent no money. We've updated it. And and the other thing is is you know sometimes you have a really nice twist in the in the concept, and that's a good reason to do it. And I think we got the best of both worlds. So uh, I'm I'm very hopeful for this weekend. I am too. And I have to say the one thing I, I wanted to ask you. Why was there no hot dogs? No, nobody was grilling hot dogs or, or boiling hot dogs. Really? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny you say that because you know we had a couple of conversations about. It. It's weird because the problem was, you know, we we always went into this treating it a, a little less tongue in cheek than in the past. Now, granted, this is not you know this is by no means a serious movie, but at the same time, the hot dog death was always a uh, is one of my favorites, but it was. I don't know. It felt more tongue in cheek, and it felt wrong any time we talked about it. It felt like it, it would it wouldn't fit, if that makes any sense. And mm-hmm. no, it does. I don't. I don't know. And, and I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about it after watching one of the uh, one. Of, uh, this was not in 3D. I was just watching one of the DVDs that they'd sent, and um, and I remember thinking about that scene, wondering if we should have put it in there. And I still felt like we did, we did right not doing it because it just it felt like a different movie. Yeah. With uh, how real and gritty this one felt. Yeah. No, definitely. That's, and, that's my only excuse. So if you hate the movie because there's no hot dogs, blame me. I'll take the blame on that one. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm, guess, I'm not going to go then. I'm not going to go then if there's no there's hot, hot dogs. No hot dogs. Yeah, no hot dogs? Screw it, I ain't there. <laughs> you going to miss all that? you going to miss all that nudity, though. Hey, that is nudity. true. Oh, wait that a minute. No, you didn't say anything about nudity. No, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. We're not talking nudity. We're talking nudity in 3D, brother. It's, exactly. Uh, it's exactly. Oh, like, you, you avoided telling me that. Now that's different. See, as soon as you yeah, said that, now I'm willing it to really, pay. 
pay the ten dollars for for watching it. Yeah, it really does change the rules. <laughs> and and we we uh, I think we uh, we it was speaking of changing the rules. We change the rules when it comes to uh, nudity. Holy cow! Yeah. Oh, this, this, is a, this is a sequence that's going to be talked about for years to come. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And Matt knows exactly because you were right there in it, baby. I was. It was that, was. that was very, you know, just reading the book and looking up. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, that's cool. Yeah, look at there. Wow. All right. My coworker is like so excited about this movie. I told him I'm about to go talk to one of the guys who did this movie, and they're like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" And they can't wait to see this movie tomorrow, man. They're they're excited. The buzz is like it's 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 out there. You know, people in my hometown are talking about this, and I live in Jersey. You know, it, it it's talked about nonstop. There's there's so much buzz going on there. I mean, you obviously had to hear about all, all the good stuff they're saying about the show. What does that feel like to you? Aside from that, there's no hot dog. Well, yeah, yeah. It actually it feels it feels fantastic because I've been look I've been out here banging my head against the wall in Hollywood and, and in the area for years, and this is the first time it's felt like this. This is the first time that it feels just so much bigger than than what I ever envisioned it being, and and I, I knew it would be good because Lucier is a genius, and uh, he's the best he's the best kept secret in horror as far as I'm concerned. And he's, he's also a nice guy. And Matthew knows this because, you know, you met him and he's just, I, I've called him the Ron Howard of horror because he's just he's just so laid back and friendly and, and because Patient. he comes from that. Yeah. And amazingly, I mean, all of the stuff, I mean, we had, we had the same things go wrong with this with this production as, as most. Plus, you know, you're like you said the other day, you know, it's like it's like shooting a movie with a refrigerator because the, the cameras are so huge and you, it requires so many lights. We had, we probably had more problems on this production than most movies but yet because he comes from that editing background and he's used to looking and he's, he's used to problem solving he just so quickly moved around any obstacles that we hit so I, I give him credit for you know I, I feel like everybody involved made it a better movie but you know this movie this movie tanks in the absence of Patrick Lucia as far as I'm concerned and if you guys have not already seen I'm sure you guys know of the Scream trilogy Patrick Lucia actually edited those so I knew that whenever I was watching this film that there was going to be so many cut sequences which was just going to make you scream and jump, and that's exactly what it did. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's a fantastic editor, and he's probably, you know, as far as, as thrillers and, and horror movies go, I, I think he's probably the best in the business. I know he is. And uh, mm-hmm. the thing is, he, he can cut anything. He's just, his brain, that's just how it works. And that's why I like working with him, because he, he feels in, he... he fills in the gaps and things that I don't see. And uh, I've learned more working with him than I have in the last 14 years being out here. Pretty cool. And we do have to talk about the talented cast, which you are a part of. What did you think of your main stars? you got Jensen Ackles, Jamie King, Kerr Smith, Eddie Kathigi, uh Kevin Ty, I mean, Tom Atkins. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, first, you know, start with Jensen and Kerr. From, from the moment I saw them you know, working together, they were just blowing my mind. And, look, I knew who, I had followed uh, Jensen from Supernatural and before that uh, Smallville. And so I, I liked him on, on the shows. But, you know, I remember there, a sequence around the uh, the motel that he had that just gave me goosebumps when I saw him shooting it. And uh, and you probably know the sequence I'm talking about. And I it do. Was just, and I was like, wow, this is 
this is not what I was expecting. And he played it differently. And I told the guys the other night at the at the premiere, I said, you know, I, I thanked him. I thanked him for making me look like a better writer because their choices and Kerr, Kerr's one of those guys that you know he comes he comes in a role in a bunch of different directions, and he's just a goof and real, but but he can give you you know a dozen, a hundred different readings. All you know he can give you angry and comedic, and he can do all of that stuff. So those two together on screen are just amazing. And then when you've got, you know, you toss Jamie into that, she's gorgeous. She she played it perfectly. I just, you know, as far as the the, the three leads, I'm I'm I couldn't be more happy. And then you you know, as far as Betsy's concerned, she's you know Betsy Rue is always going to have a uh, a special place in my heart, and we'll just leave it at that until uh, everybody sees the movie. But uh, she <laughs> she is uh, she is single handedly will single handedly change the face of. Uh, Females in horrors. I, I'm I'm fairly certain, and uh, I think so. And she will go down in history, history people, and uh, and then you, you know you round that out with Eddie, who I loved from House. I mean, we can call him Big Love forever because he was he, he came from House. Eddie's fantastic, and uh, we kept writing the scene, his scene and her scenes. We kept making them bigger because they were so good together, and that you know, that's a sign of uh, just absolutely loving the actors. And then you, you throw on top of that uh, Kevin and 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 uh, Tom, just uh, sort of the veterans, and, and they just bring this uh, this weight to the film. But uh, and and they both play off of each other so perfectly. And then you know it's just I'm so happy that we got Tom Atkins because you know fanboys and girls, I know they're going nuts and they need to. He's 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 a work of art. He is horror royalty. And. Uh, <laughs> We we and I think everybody involved now realizes what a big deal. I think Patrick had to twist some arms to get him in the movie, but I think everybody now realizes. And I think they they sent Tom to, uh, um, they sent him to Chicago the other night for a screening. Flew him up there, and you think he spoke, did a question and answers afterwards. So that was a real treat for that crowd. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's been great, and the acting has been great. Well, I'm really cool. forward to seeing this movie. Now. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Well, I think look, yeah, really, I, I think really I'm just gonna go see the nudity, but you know I guess there are gonna be other parts I would like to. But <laughs> oh, I, look, that's what I'm gonna do. Once the nudity's over, I'm out of there, baby. <laughs> I, got, I got I got no more need. But you know you got I get look I haven't been this passionate about a movie that I've been involved with in a long time. So you know you, you got to feel free to interrupt me and tell me to shut up. But uh, <laughs> no, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not happening. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy business in that you know. It's not just you know, the writer sort of helps start the process, and a lot of things can go wrong by the time from the point that it's been written to the point that you shoot it. And there, you know, there are 300 or 400 people who come in touch with the movie that can, you know, one little mistake, one little decision can totally de- derail the process. And uh, we derailed several times, but Lucio, he's not a very big guy, but he ran alongside the train, lifted it up, and put it back on the tracks. And I, I've never, I, I've never seen that happen. So uh, I am I am really happy that, that the movie is is everything I thought it would be and more. And plus, you film in Pittsburgh, my hometown. What did you think of the Berg? The Berg is awesome, and you got all those mines. That's we perfect. do, and it looks great. And, you know, one of my other favorite movies, uh, Mothman Prophecies, was filmed there, which is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the creepiest movies out there. So. Uh, now I got two two of my favorite movies are filmed in the Pittsburgh area. <laughs> it was filmed in Katang, that's right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. Good times in the Pittsburgh. 
So, uh, so the screening went well. That's great to hear because uh, everybody was always great to us while we were there. It was. I think the best part was whenever everybody was either laughing or screaming when body parts were flying at them through the screen. Yes, that's, uh, that turns out to be a lot of fun. Is it? Uh, uh, it's. Uh, it's. It's unexpectedly um, clear because you know I remember. I, yeah, I remember the you know Friday the Thirteenth 3D and Jaws 3D and all those and and they're not. You know, I remember walking out of the theater after those guys and, and having a headache. Yeah, not like that anymore. And it's, and no. it's not. You know, it's no more flat, 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 and then suddenly an arrow flies at your face. It's not like that. It's the whole movie is 3D. You're you're sitting there, and the killer could be sitting right beside you. It's 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 really a it's really a new experience. And and I think, and I think a lot of movies are going to go to that. Not necessarily to have stuff flying at you, but it's just it changes. It it changes the feeling. It's, I think it changes the tension because there's depth to the movie now. It's really uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I guess as a writer, did you actually have a hard time writing like I don't know death scenes that had to be in 3D, or did you really have to you know figure out that 3D aspect? You, you know, the truth is we really never we just never really talked about the 3D aspect of it. On occasion, we would mention this will probably look good in 3D, but as far as writing for 3D, we really didn't. We concentrated on the story and we concentrated on the characters and. Uh, and you know we knew the kills and we knew certain elements would be would be three D. But there's, you know, what we what I wasn't expecting was just the the depth. Like someone opens a door and suddenly you you really you feel like you could fall into the world beyond. It's um, yeah. It, it, that that part I wasn't expecting. There's a moment in the movie where there's a photograph, and and it's just in three D. It just feels like that photograph is just right there in front of you, and, and it's just everything about it. It's it's a different experience. But I don't know that you would necessarily ever write differently for it. Maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see because uh, a lot of that stuff just sort of, I, I think you have to concentrate on structure and plot and characters first and then worry about the 3D. And that's sort of the way we went about it. Yes, definitely. Well, Todd, thank you so much for uh, for coming thank on. You so much. Did you Did you get time on, on Buzzworthy Radio today? I did. Had a blast. I'm sitting here at the mall watching crazy people in Los Angeles, and uh, I figured I should—I figured I should pull over to give you my undivided attention. But, uh, <laughs> Probably nice weather down in LA, right? It's uh, a little hotter than I thought it would be. A little hotter. It is really That's good. freezing. It's freezing cold. That's why I thought it was appropriate to watch the movie. We filmed it. Was, it was cold, but it was also cold to see the movie. So it was still a great time. Well, that was perfect. Heck yeah! And I also, I seriously, before you before you go, I wanted to personally thank you for writing this film, um, and for actually, and just for for everybody who's ever, who was on it, because for me, like this is like the tops, like one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. So I don't know, you know, you seen Jensen and you seen me, and I'm just like the whole time I was like, really, how did I get this gig? And I was just so thankful. So thank you. Well, thank you. I, I had a blast, and and I defer to you, cast crew, and Patrick because. You know, I feel like I did my part, but, you know, this movie wouldn't turn out halfway as great as it is were it not for the cast we had, the crew we had, and single-handedly Patrick Lucier. Heck, yeah. And everybody, go ahead and check out My Bloody Valentine 3D. You have to go see it in 3D. You can't see it in, you, you, you actually can see it in 2D, but what's the fun in that? Go find your 3D theaters. It comes out tomorrow, nationwide, 
January 16th. Todd, I want to thank you so much for coming on again, and uh, hopefully we'll see another horror horror film come out. Perfect. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, no problem. Thank you. So, Nadal, when are we? When are we on next? We're on Tuesday, correct? We are on Monday. Did you Monday? I, I, my days are just totally off. <laughs> Monday, we are with um, Arlen Escapeta from the Friday the Thirteenth remake movie. That's so, that's so funny that we have My Bloody Valentine 3D, and then hey, you know, it, it's like a horror, for, a horror fun bag. I guess that's what we'll call it. You could call it that, yes. <laughs> um, we're going to be joined by him at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, and then on Tuesday at 1 p.m., we're going to be joined by Michael Park, who plays the role of Jack Snyder from CBS Daytimes as the world turns. So we'll be joined by those two guys next week, and then, of course, I'll be in Florida and Mexico next week. So Yeah, good for you. And I also want to thank my my awesome guest for calling in, Todd Farmer. Awesome, thank you. Um, yeah, and from all of us at Buzzworthy Radio, I know we're probably running out of time here, but from all of us at Buzzworthy Radio, go and check out, I'm just going to totally, you know, seriously, you have to go and watch My Bloody Valentine 3D. Get your heart ripped out because it definitely will. It's just, it's an amazing experience. Go and check it out. Mm-hmm. So, as we always say, I think, Val, did you say it last time? I said it the last time. All right, so I'll say it this time. Get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.